Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about former New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton and what is the likeliness of him possibly coaching the black and gold in 2023. Now, I know some of you were probably tuning into this show probably wondering to yourself well tj why are we talking about sean payton possibly coaching the new orleans saints in 2023 especially uh since the last show you did a couple shows back you were talking about sean payton and the unlikeliness of sean payton coaching the saints in 2023 well this entire story came from a long stay uh journalist of the new orleans saints covering the team and also a part of nola.com mr jeff duncan uh jeff duncan posted uh on twitter uh in regards to uh head coach sean payton and it said he says people close to sean payton thinks he's going to coach in 2023 i asked one of them to rank where he most likely a coach he uh listed the new orleans saints as number one jeff duncan if sean payton is going to coach somewhere in 2022 it needs to be the saints and of course there's a link for his article and I encourage everybody to go and check it out and see what Jeff Duncan has to say. But that's what this entire conversation uh, is about. You know, Jeff Duncan's comments and talking about talking to people. And, you know, Jeff Duncan has been around New Orleans Saints for a long time. You know, some people are not fans of Jeff Duncan. Some people feel like, you know, you know, he, he kind of like one of them uh, Saints do boys. I don't know. I, don't, I only met Jeff Duncan once. I interviewed him for the State of Saints podcast seems like a nice guy to me seems like he's informative and you know i mean you know, he said i i never had an issue with jeff duncan but uh apparently he talked to some people close to sean payton and uh i don't know who these people are i mean that could be anybody anybody that stood next to sean payton uh, probably was his golf caddy at one time or another we don't know who he to actually talked to but uh sean payton coaching in 2023 the new orleans saints you know honestly based on Based on what we've seen this season from Sean Payton, I mean, from the New Orleans Saints, Sean Payton would be like a godsend at this particular point. Now, we know how bad this team has been. They're 4-9 as of right now. They had a bye week, and I still feel like they lost. Uh, the morale from the Houdat Nation is low. Uh, the team, we it remains to be seen how they're going to respond against the Atlanta Falcons, knowing that more than likely they're not going to be uh, playing in the playoffs uh, this is relatively early normally we'll find out the Saints not making the playoffs probably the last game of the season but I mean it's a formality at this point of course they're not mathematically out of the equation because of course uh, Tampa Bay lost today and then you got Carolina uh, kind of uh, jockeying for position of the NFC South uh, but man I just look at this team man all hope and loss this season and we need to be looking towards 2023 um my honest opinion i don't think that sean payton will be coaching the new orleans saints in 2023 uh, i think there's a reason why sean payton left and i think it had a lot to do with the thing that we have been dealing with throughout the entire season and that is the new orleans saints don't have an answer uh at the quarterback position you know i'm not buying that whole thing about sean payton needing a mental health break and quite frankly you know i'm kind of disgusted at the whole particular situation because I feel like people use mental health as a scapegoat and it's doing a disservice to those who really are dealing with mental health. And I'm pretty sure 
he probably is dealing with mental health. I understand that uh, head coaching is a tough job, but I don't think it's to the extent that he was making it out to be. You know, you think about guys like Bill Belichick, who won six Super Bowls in New England, and he has to answer the question, can he be successful without Tom Brady? I, I can only imagine uh, him being stressful. I only can imagine a guy like Mike Tomlin, uh, who uh, franchise quarterback retired last year and still trying to figure it out with a young quarterback and a quarterback who just threw three interceptions today. I only can imagine what type of stress that can be. I only can imagine what type of stress a guy like John Harbaugh can be dealing with a quarterback situation where his quarterback is dealing with a contract negotiation and also dealing with a knee injury, and we don't know the severity of that. So all these different things that's going on as a coach, I mean, look, I, I, I can understand that, but you have to be real. I mean, Sean Payton took his ball and he went home. Um, the first line of trouble I feel like he saw, he dipped out. And I think he dipped out mostly because of his reputation. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's the way I feel. I think that Sean Payton built up a reputation for being this offensive play calling, this offensive genius, this quarterback whisperer, this offensive innovator, and he didn't want to lose that. And he felt probably looking at this team last season, them going nine and eight, and then also, you know, the possibility of what's going to be this season of uncertainty. You know, I just think that it was just grounds for him to try to move on to greener pastures. Um, I also felt like uh, if it was always about mental health, then why were you uh, having back channel conversations with the Miami Dolphins and owner Stephen Ross, who is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, serving a suspension right now for tampering uh, in a whole Brian Flores situation. So we all know that you were interested in a Miami job, bringing Tom Brady alone and y'all trying to take over the AFC East together. But I just think that when you think about situations like that, it's just hard for me to just sit up here and just take – that he just stepped down because he was tied uh, as an excuse. Uh, but we fast forward to next year. Uh, I still don't feel like he's going to be coaching New Orleans Saints. Uh, I think that he would like to go somewhere like the Los Angeles Chargers, who as of right now, if you're uh, listening to this live or watching this live, uh, they're actually playing right now versus the Miami Dolphins, ironically. But I just think that he wants to go to a better situation. I don't think that he wants to come back to the New Orleans Saints. And – you know, I just think that he wants to try to uh, test the waters going somewhere else. I think he felt like he built a, a solid foundation. Uh, the New Orleans Saints gave them credibility, uh, coached and won enough games for the Saints to be considered one of the teams that are one of the best in the NFC and not only in the NFC, but in the league for the last decade and a half. But I still feel like, you know, this team needs you right now. And you know, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what, he, what decision he's going to make because this is something that I feared, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the season. I said we are okay with Sean Payton stepping down and doing television, but if Sean Payton comes back into the league and coaches another team when this team is at its lowest, the lowest it's been probably since the early 2000s, and you decided that you want to move on away from that, uh, I just think that a lot of people going to get upset at Sean Payton because they're finally going to realize and have to come to the fact and come to grips that he just didn't want to be here because I mean, your team, this team is four and nine right now. And the fact that, you know, the, the next thing on your mind is not possibly coaching this team next year will tell you everything that you need to know, which I already know that he doesn't want to be here, but let me go ahead and read some of your comments. Uh, thank y'all for being here. Stroll up to the top just a little bit. Uh, we're gonna go to 
Texas Saints says, I wouldn't be surprised if he did come back. All I can say is anything is better. DA, we need some aggressive coaching, but I do believe it's time for a change. Well, Texas Saint, you know, I just think that, um, you know, the fact that we are actually we were actually able to see this team outside of Sean Payton, we realized that it can be a very scary and confusing place. And I know that the Saints don't have a rich tradition of of winning consistently like past Sean. I mean, before Sean Payton, I mean, you had some good moral years, of course, with good defenses. But, you know, I mean, wild card bounce out playoff, you know, um, type stuff going on there. But I mean, it doesn't have the Saints don't have a rich tradition of winning. And Sean Payton represents that winning tradition. And. You know, of course, you know, we all want him back, you know, as far as, you know, his coaching. And and like I said, what we've seen this season, we know how good he actually is because we now see that he possibly made up for a lot of the inconsistencies and imperfections of this team. And him running this team almost like a borderline tyrant and him being meticulous about the smallest things, such as what type of spikes you have in your cleats and, you know, what type of stuff you want to wear during a cold weather game and different scenarios like that you know i mean i think we all can have an appreciation for that as of right now versus you know giving up a, a 14 you know what a 16 to 3 lead with three minutes left in the fourth quarter so you know i think we all would like to have him back but i just think that he left for a reason i think he left for a reason and um you know i think he wants to go somewhere else Michael says he mentally just fine up there uh, skinning and grinning with Kyle Hurd and the rest of them. He's fine. Just wanted to get gone. It's all good, though. I mean, I, I mentioned that before. Like, I know people want to sit up here and try to make this excuse, but I don't believe it. I'm not buying it. And I ain't got a dog in the fight. Like, I, I don't have to sit up here and go along and get along with some nonsense. And I know that what's going on right in front of my face I mean, it stinks. You know, it, it stinks straight up. Um, you know, don't tell me that you need you have need a mental health break and you you having back channel conversations with the Miami Dolphins. Like it just don't make no sense. Like, so if everything would have went right, Brian Flores didn't blow the whistle, you would have been coaching the Miami Dolphins and not Mike McDaniel. So it's hard for me to just sit up here and just get allow him to have that mental health excuse. And once again um if things don't pan out in which they have not and let's just say for example mickey loomis says this isn't working and you call up sean to say sean you know uh i know you want to come back you know we'd like to have you back or heck you know what i'm saying see what it takes in order to get him back and if he still says no then i think that tells you everything you need to know i mean first time it kind of just ran past you all of a sudden with the miami situation but if given an opportunity based on what you've seen this this season, he comes and he go coaches somewhere else and the Saints end up firing Dennis Allen. Like if that ain't the biggest pimp slap across the face I've ever seen, like you, you would have no choice but to accept that for those that are living in denial as if, oh, you know, Sean Payton just, you know, mental health was just in shambles. Uh, is this live? Did y'all see Tampa Bay uh, getting uh, beat down? Yeah, of course I seen it, Jules. I mean, I saw it. I mean, I think we pretty much already knew what was going to happen. Uh, the Saints just couldn't get the job done. And that's, that's what makes it even more frustrating because we all knew that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers weren't that good. We know that Tom Brady is basically running on fumes right now. And we know if the New Orleans Saints would have beat them, 
then who knows what would have happened would have made it interesting down the stretch but of course that's all wishful thinking right now and it has a lot to do with what we're talking about right now which is coaching i thought he comes back but if he does he'll get the best out of this roster yeah you know and that's another thing too that you know for those that you know talking about these these uh you know the first round pick for sean payton and all that kind of stuff you know i seen something very interesting on twitter uh that talked about sean payton and it talked about you know how we we getting all excited about these draft picks a possibility of draft picks we watching charger games and we want we praying for their demise but somebody said like if if the saints didn't make a trade for sean payton he decided to come back would that be better than having a first round pick and i have to say it yeah it probably would be because the thing about the first round pick we don't know if this thing gonna pan out right you can talk about these first round picks oh we got a first round pick we'll be able to get this dude that dude but there are times where you know the same draft somebody and it just don't work out right but for sean payton to come back that would be better than a first round pick because we already know number one if sean payton come back most likely he ain't draft no quarterback you know what i'm saying he 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 rather get somebody that's already in the league that's established in the game and slowed down for him so we probably end up getting somebody like a jimmy garoppolo or getting somebody that he's seen like a mike white or something like that you know if the jets want to move on from that you know like he'll try to get somebody like that right so you know he ain't about the he, he just don't like rookies you know i heard him talking about Kayla williams but i i believe that when i see that it just seems like to me he likes those established quarterbacks because maybe he feel like you know once again the game slows down for him and you know he's able to be able to let them see the field a little bit faster than a rookie i i, I mean i honestly uh just don't know but it is it is something to think about you know sean payton to me would probably be able to navigate the saints of 2023 even though they don't have a first round draft pick he probably would be able to like steer them in the right direction and you know help them you know maybe even possibly make the playoffs but you know so it is it worth him losing a first round pick you know i, I don't know I, I think that if anybody's saying that it's probably because they probably upset at the way that he left probably feeling the same way that i do and what i just said about him leaving you know so but i think if you're not going to have a first round pick it probably would be best for him you know to come back because i think you'll have a better chance of being successful with uh him as a coach and not having a first round pick uh he'll be back they're going to offer him too much money i mean look here's the here's the reality though here's the good thing here's the good thing man um if sean payton was to come back to coast of new orleans saints you probably have a strong chance not losing Dennis Allen as a defensive coordinator. He will probably go back to being the defensive coordinator. That's probably the best thing about this. Like as much as we talk about uh, Dennis Allen as a, as a head coach, which is, you know, justifiably. So as a coordinator, he's freaking great. And he'll probably be more willing to go back to his original position with the saints if sean payton was the head coach versus somebody else was to come in and replace him like i, I don't see that happening you gonna you will lose him so 
that probably would be probably if you want to look at something that's you know more of a silver lining you know i think that that probably would be a good thing you know dennis dennis allen probably would be more be more willing to go back to his original position because it probably wouldn't it, it wouldn't look that bad he's been with sean payton in the past they know each other and more than likely if he if he did coach you 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 end up getting hired by somebody that that's probably close to you or friends with you and stuff like that how many times have we seen uh head coaches get fired from being head coaches and then they go back to the guy who probably you know they was under his tree you know or, you know you go back to being a coordinator with them so that might be a that might be a positive thing if you want to look at it that way but if Sean Payton doesn't come back and the Saints fire him then you know you're gonna have to find yourself looking for a new defensive coordinator uh paul parker i honestly think he just needed a break since the nfc south is not even trying can we please eliminate nfc south this year yeah i mean look it, it's pretty bad it, it's pretty terrible stuff look the nfc south is bad to me i just th- i think the carolina panthers gonna win the division that's just me personally they seem like they're the team that's kind of getting together they 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 playing together they playing inspired they got a really good defense good young team you know i I can see them making the playoffs i don't see tampa like i don't see tampa making the playoffs i just don't see them stringing off enough wins i I see i see carolina going in the right direction on the uptick and i see the the tampa bay buccaneers like you know they'll probably be able to uh throw a football or two keep you know i'm saying keep the game interesting they'll probably win but I just think that if they're looking at Tom Brady like he once did, they just sadly mistaken. Like Tom Brady can't lead you the way that he once did. You don't really have a running game. Your offensive line is shambles. Your defense is really good. But even with the secondary, man, I mean, they, they've had injuries. So maybe they'll be able to get some guys back. But I just think that when it comes to Carolina, I just think that it seemed like to me they playing more inspired than anybody. All right, so that that's the way I feel about it uh zach williams uh this is the first round might not be what are we hyping it up to be in the long term i mean we can always say that you know me personally i don't look i i just i just think like this okay so if you're not getting a franchise quarterback in the first round i mean i'm not really that upset about no first round pick like the, I, look i think we just look at these first round picks and we look at these guys as individuals that are just gonna change your life you know change change you know your 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 team's trajectory and all that kind of stuff there but at this particular point the only thing that can really change the same trajectory is a quarterback a franchise quarterback a guy that's going to lead this team to victory like looking at oh i mean who else are you trying to get in a, in the first round that you feel like gonna change the fortunes of the saints besides a quarterback and honestly the guy that a lot of us want him want them to have they have a strong chance of getting him because he has torn his ACL and Hendon Hooker. So, I mean, if the Saints end up falling to the second round, it's going to be an early second round pick. Heck, the way they're going, it might be the, the 33rd pick, all we know. So, who's to say that you can't get the franchise quarterback in the second round and Hendon Hooker? Or you're not able to get a, a franchise quarterback in the second round and somebody else that may have fell in the draft. So, we can i wouldn't mind you know what I'm saying? i don't care about the first round draft pick like if they was to trade in and get and get one that's in the top 10 where you can get a chance to maybe get one of these guys that's potential franchise quarterbacks then fine but 
if you get in the 16th, 17th pick, guess what, man? I mean, you basically just trying to find somebody, you know, that can be able to be a productive player on your team, not a guy that's going to be a, a generational talent or a guy that's going to be a world changer. I, I'm just being honest. Like most of those guys, when when teams are struggling, they're looking for their guy in the top five pick, which if the Saints didn't give it up to Philly, they probably would have found that person that would have been changing their life. But in these late rounds, like the teens, like, like how how effective is it going to be? You might be able to find somebody, but you got a better chance finding somebody like that in, in the in the top five or the top ten. Uh, if Sean does come back, we are arguably a playoff bound based on our division on paper. Plus, you get a chance to keep DA as DC. Yeah, I, I already. Yeah, that's why I was saying like you have a better chance of, of keeping him. And then you know, I feel I know Sean Payton. He probably won't admit this, but. He probably feel like the biggest fool on the face of God's green earth this season. I'm going to tell you why. Because I'm pretty sure there's been times, more times than not, that he probably looked and said, man, if I would have stayed coaching, I probably would have won this division by October. Seriously. Like, he probably like he probably, probably was thinking to himself, or is thinking to himself, this might have been one of the easiest coaching jobs I've done to win the division this year. So I know like a part of him is probably thinking like, hey, man, maybe I should have stepped down this year coming, you know what I'm saying, versus, you know, the, the year before. Because, you know, like I said, he probably it, he probably would have been able to high step his way uh, to the division based on how trash the division been. Even though the NFC South, you know, even though the NFC South is trash, it, it wasn't always trash back then. You know, like you you had like some some competition. I don't think that Sean Payton would have had an easier road than he would have had this year than winning the and, and winning the division. Seriously. But, you know, it is what it is. TJ, is it possible that Sean saw what we were looking like and that gave him the itch to want to come back and write uh, the ship kind of like it's uh, his baby uh, that's been staying? Yeah, it could have. You know, like, man – of course you know it's it's like you know your elementary school you know like you go back past your elementary school and you're looking all dilapidated and messed up and all that man you like god dog man you know what i'm saying i went to that school you know what i'm saying like shoot, i walked the halls of that school like my, my favorite teacher went you know taught me at that school it's kind of the same way like you looking at something that means so much to you like in shambles and then on top of that man it's like I'm, I'm gonna just keep it a buck. Sean Payton is a, a competitive guy, and we all know why Dennis Allen got this job. You know what I'm saying? It was on a recommendation of Sean Payton. So how how good is your your recommendation and your credibility as a coach? You know what I'm saying? Recommending guys to be, you know what I'm saying, to be a head coach, and they are out here looking like straight up slow. So. I don't know, you know, and then on top of that, like he, he built this thing, you know, he, he built the credibility that the New Orleans Saints have around the league. It, there's no like there's no mistake about that. So, yeah, it's probably something that's inside of him, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, TJ, my aunt is in a hospital with RSV. They have also discovered that she has COPD and her heart is only pumping at 26 percent. Prayers, please. Yeah, and Josh, uh, my prayers go out to. To your family man your prayers go out to your aunt and hope everything works out you know just continue to pray and 
continue to just stay positive, man, and uh, be that that anchor and that, that pillar of strength that she needs at this particular point. Because I know when you go through situations like that, man, you know, people don't want you to feel sorry for them. People don't want you to just sit up there and just be like, oh, falling all apart. Like you got to be able to be that strong tower for them to hold them up when when they're down. And uh, sometimes it it, it can it, it can be hard. You know, sometimes you might have to leave the room and shed some tears. But when you walk back in that room, you got to be the pillar of strength. And, um, you know, once again, my prayers go out to to your family. And I hope everything uh, works out. I'm missing Saints football today for some reason. I just want to see Shahid and Alave go off. Man. <laughs> Man, that's that, that's a true fan right here. That's a true fan. But you know, I I don't I don't miss the heartbreaking losses or the disappointment or the huh, you know, just throwing your hands up in there. But of course, I always want to see the Saints play. I just want them to make it interesting. Like seriously. How about y'all try to do something like what the Houston Texans did today? Houston, like, like they un unloaded the whole quarterback clip, right? They had Driscoll in the game. They had David Mills in the game. Like, they, like, man, just play everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, just, just run quadruple reverses or something. You know what I'm saying? Just make it interesting. Like, just make it fun. We know y'all not going to make the playoffs. We know that most, you know what I'm saying? All this stuff is just a pipe dream. But can we make it interesting? Can we make it fun? You know, can we play like we desperate? You know, uh, that, that's what I would like to see. Buck played their best defense today. So that wasn't no surprise. 49ers make a lot of teams look bad. Um, Yeah, I mean, but uh, to the Saints credit, they didn't score 35 points on the Saints. And they had Jimmy G in the game. So. Think about this. The hottest team in the league. And what, the 49ers won like five straight games, I ain't mistaken. They won like five straight games. And, yeah, they won They won five straight games. The Saints, you know, held them to only 13 points. But the Saints didn't score, you know. And to be quite honest with you, the Saints should have scored quite a few times in that game. So, that that's another thing. You know, like, these teams that are like some of these elite teams, that are like some of the best teams in the league, the New Orleans Saints neutralize these guys. They neutralize them. They, they shut them down. And yet, they still lose. Like, the, Saint, the Saints are the most impressive losers I've ever seen. Like, seriously. Like, you think about the Cincinnati Bengals game, right? I mean, they played that game to perfection and still lost. Then you had, like, the game last week versus Tampa. Play about as impressive as you could defensively, and they still lost. It's like they are—they are the Saints are the most impressive losers in the National Football League. Like they—they they tease you because they—they make these these teams look mortal. Like the best teams, like even like Minnesota playing pretty good, even though they lost today to the Lions, and that's not—that's not a knock because the Lions looking pretty good right now, but. They met, they pretty much neutralized them. Like Kirk Cousins didn't do anything in that game. Tom Brady didn't do nothing in the new in the Saints games. The first two. Still, that three that three minute drive that he had, he still didn't do nothing in my opinion. Like, you know, like that. Come on, man. But anyway, they played their best games against some of the best teams in the league, and yet they still lose. It, it, it makes no sense. 
many are called but few are chosen kingston thank you for the two dollars josh i mean i i don't i don't i don't get it i i just don't get it find me another team like find me a team that's a beast in a league right find me a team that's a beast in a league and they go up against another beast in the league and they are as impressive as the saints been versus some of the top teams i know that's a lot take an a plus team put them up against another a plus team and see how they fell out i've seen teams like with good defenses and good teams supposedly and they like if a team averages about 25 or 26 points they scoring 27 28 points on that team the saints are the only team i've seen seriously they are the only team i've seen that play uh they are player joe burrow they're a player um a kirk cousins who had like 400 yards passing a day a jim Garoppolo, who before they played the saints had four touchdowns against arizona do you play against these teams and they still like you know shut the teams down pretty much neutralize come down come down to a field goal or something so i i don't know man it just it, that that's the most frustrating thing to me when you can play that well and it looks like your game plan is supposed to be working and then all of a sudden like you start sputtering down the stretch and just coming up with some boneheaded ridiculous plays oh my goodness uh ali the saints have to do is play Taysom more and dalton less problem so Look, I'm going to say this, man. I'm going to keep it a buck. And I know people don't want to hear this, but Andy Dalton been playing pretty decent over the last couple of weeks. He played decent versus Tampa. He played decent versus the 49ers. Like, now, when we start to evaluate and look at what is decent, like, you know what I'm saying? The bar is, like, so freaking low, like, from the days Drew Brees was quarterback. And so mediocrity is kind of like what we've been wallowing in. So anybody that can complete uh, uh uh convert two third downs in a row as i often say like we looking at him like they're the second coming to joe montana but i'm saying based on how he started and you know how things have been going like he, he ain't been bad he ain't been bad like you can talk about the sack late in the game you can't take those type of sacks and yes you know what i'm saying that type of stuff like that people will uh label you as yes i will say it a choke artist right you know what I'm saying you choking right now right you play real good it's kind of like kind of like on some romo stuff right romo lighting it up three four touchdowns in the first half four quarter game get tied you know what i'm saying it's, it's nut cutting time as they call it and then all of a sudden like he come with a pick so you know like yeah you know you, you gotta you can't be choking it away at the end but he ain't been he ain't been too bad but i will say this uh i do agree with you with the Taysom hill uh statement i really do i feel like the saints need to play Taysom hill a little bit more uh throwing the ball uh i think the rpo stuff you know the is it, not working because the offensive line is slow they hurt you know they they can't block worth a good guy you know what um and uh yeah i just think that you maybe you need to use Taysom as, as a you know passing the ball just a little bit more you know because it'll work more you know it, it normally works more more times than not when Taysom throws the ball hypothetically speaking what if we went out and the bucks lose the rest what will happen um then the saints will make the playoffs if i'm not mistaken yeah i think they'll make the playoffs because i mean you you have to play carolina um 
you have to play Carolina and you have to play uh, Atlanta. You know, so yeah, if the Saints went out and Tampa lose out, then the Saints, yeah, they would make the playoffs. Because the Saints would have swept Atlanta, so that would put them out of the equation. And then, of course, then you'll probably have to look at record and divisional record, right? So if you beat Carolina, you know, and if you beat, you know, Atlanta, sweep them, and Tampa loses all the rest of their games, then, yeah, then the Saints will make the playoffs. So good luck with that. <laughs> if they went, if they went, if I'm not mistaken, if they win maybe one more time, like I think it will officially eliminate the Saints from playoff contention. Uh, I'm glad we not playing all, all we was going to see was punt flag, punt flag, Camaro run up the middle, <laughs> which is my opinion. I feel he should go back to being used outside, but yeah, another punt and injury. Man, pretty much a, a, a league of this, uh, a year of disappointment. For everyone saying no advance, Sean is still under contract with the Saints and they don't have to approve any trades. Yeah, but I guess they feel like, well, you want to get something for them, right? You know, you, you don't want to just lose them and not be able to get anything for them. And, you know, if, if Sean Payton can work with you for you to get some type of draft capital, why not? You know, you'll hate to see him just completely just go and you don't get anything for him, you know? TJ, what are your thoughts on the report that Cam and the team allegedly had Cam fake an injury? Seems like even in a losing season, NFL can't let us live. Uh, look, hey, I, I, <laughs> um, I think that is wrong. If that happens, it, you know, based on like the footage, it's looking like, you know, they're telling Cam to take a knee. And quite frankly, you know, people are going to find that kind of stuff suspicious because if you're going to ask – if you're going to ask somebody to go down, why would you ask the most durable guy in NFL history almost to take a knee? Like, even I felt that was weird. Like, when I when I seen him, I'm like, Cam Jordan on the knee? Like, Cam Jordan never hurt. So I'm like, if you did that with, like, Davenport, uh, you know, I'm not trying to knock the brother, but, I mean, it, it's kind of like a reoccurring thing. But you're going to ask the most durable guy. Cam Jordan... Cam Jordan has missed one game in his entire career due to an injury. That was that eye injury that happened this year. This man been in the league for 12 years, right? He, he, he was at home, you know what I'm saying, with COVID. So you're going to ask the most durable guy, right? The most durable man who ain't never took a knee, you know what I'm saying, to, to bow out a game in his career. And you don't think they're going to look at that as weird? Like, come on, man, you should ask somebody else that's always hurt. I'm like, man, they like, man, these boys here trying to front. Cam ain't never hurt. I mean, that, that was, yeah, stuff like that. You know, like, even, <laughs> I'm like, man, y'all boys can't even find out who need to be taking a knee for being hurt to make it not look as suspicious. Like, come on, man, like, what are we doing? Like, we we letting guys who run, who who, who lead the, the team in rushing yards, we allow them to leave and go go on somewhere. We around here, you know what I'm saying, whiffing on draft picks. You know, the two safeties that we let go, they have 10 interceptions combined together with Marcus Williams and CJ Gardner Johnson. And yet, y'all can't even pick the right person to take a knee. The most durable man on the New Orleans Saints team, y'all telling him to take a knee. My goodness. 
like y'all can't do nothing right. Giving up, giving up big leads in the fourth quarter, up 16 to three with three minutes left. Well, I tell you, can't even tell somebody to take a knee right. Is it just me or the Russell Wilson fall off a cliff? Yeah, man, my boy looking bad, man. Y'all know how I feel about Russell Wilson if you've been following this show for, for some years. Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback in the league as of right now. He hasn't been playing good. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's hurt. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if maybe Father Time is just undefeated with him. I mean, it it just it's just looking bad. And, and it's not going to get any better. Uh, the Denver Broncos, to be quite honest with you, uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to, you know, hold up that contract. I can see them trying to get up, up out of that thing. It just, um, it just was a bad move, man. It was a bad move. And Seattle, they, they sold, they sold Denver a lemon. They sold them a lemon. And, uh, as of right now, <laughs> as of right now, it's looking real bad, but I don't know. They're going to have to find something. They're going to have to do something because his teammates don't like him. From what I'm hearing, um, well, I don't want to say from what I'm hearing that what they're trying to portray is the team don't like them. You see people's yelling on the sidelines. You see defensive players getting all up in his face and talking Russell Wilson. And I don't know, man. I don't know. They did better uh, using Peyton Turner. Dude always hurt. Oh, he, yeah, if he was playing, he, he wasn't in the game, though. That's why I said Davenport. Should you Davenport. <laughs> I really think Sean had time to look and see what out there, uh, know what quarterback we can get and what quarterback Saints can get. I don't know. Um, I think if he can finagle his way to Los, Los Angeles or somewhere on the West Coast, <clears throat> I think that he'll be okay with that. I, I think that's what he wants. And then, you know, I think that he wants to coach Justin Herbert. And uh, there's a reason why I feel like he goes to more of those games than any of the other games i think that he liked justin herbert i think that he feel like he can work with justin herbert and justin herbert does need somebody like sean payton because i mean justin herbert is a extremely talented quarterback you know he he's a guy that all he wants to do is play football you know he don't have them outside distractions he's not a you know social media darling he doesn't want people to know what's really going on with him he's a private guy and um you know i can respect it you know and i think that sean payton with his personality, we'll be able to pull that greatness out of Justin Herbert. And I think that what you're seeing with Andy Reid and Mahomes, you can have that same thing with Justin Herbert and Sean Payton, to be quite honest with you. And I feel like the, the league would actually definitely want that, to have Andy Reid and Sean Payton in the same division playing each other twice with two franchise uh, future face of the NFL type quarterbacks and Mahomes and, and, and Herbert. Even though I feel like Mahomes right now is the face of the NFL and Herbert can be there shortly so you know I, I think that the nfl definitely wants that and they're gonna be lobbying for it because you know the reality is with that nation when it comes to greatness they feel like the saints don't want none shouldn't have none of it i'm gonna say that again when it comes to greatness the nfl feel like the saints shouldn't have none of it all right the nfl is about nostalgia the days of yesteryear right they're always dusting off them old nfl films from you know, old man Willie, you know, going all the way in the Super Bowl, you know, or, you know, Roger Starback, you know, throwing a Hail Mary to Drew Pearson. You know, they, they're about nostalgia. And unfortunately, when it comes to nostalgia with the Saints, the NFL looks at them as losers. 
So the Saints don't supposed to have a coach that everybody's supposed to sort after. They don't supposed to have a quarterback that everybody wants to have. That's not what the Saints want, you know what I'm saying, should and, and, and should aspire to be. They should just be middle of the pack or worse where they are right now. And I think the NFL has absolutely no problem with it. The NFL loves the fact that the NFC East is one of the best divisions, if not the best division in football. They love the fact that you have some of the biggest media market teams being successful right now. Uh, they, they love that. And, you know, if any way they can try to, you know, put, put a talking head on TV to try to hype up scenarios with hopefully somebody that's a handler or agent of Sean Payton be looking and, and run that by him and have him thinking, hmm, maybe that ain't a bad idea. You know, that, that's exactly what they want, man. They don't want us to have anything like that. They they uh, they love the fact that Sean Payton stepped down, and they love the fact that the Saints are four and nine. You know, so they can get off these memes and justify old nostalgic type rhetoric about the New Orleans Saints when people was wearing bags on their head. So that's why I say to people all the time, like you know, don't talk about you know the, those bags because I mean that's the that's the only that's the thing that they want us to be. You know, it, it's an NFL pecking order. It's a pecking order in the National Football League. And if they can have the teams that they want on top every single year and have teams at the bottom like New Orleans Saints who they feel like should should be there and have been there for years, like I, I thank God that the NFL is not like Major League Baseball. Because if it was, then you'll probably see teams like the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles every single year in a, in a postseason playing for the Super Bowl. And NFL would love that. So I love the fact that the NFL does have a salary cap. So – you know, but we'll see. We'll see. <clears throat> TJ, they did a deep uh, dive on Denver season, and it showed that if Denver just averaged 19 points th uh, this year, they would be 10 and 4. Crazy how the offense can generate three touchdowns. They can't. <clears throat> yeah, man, they it, it just, it just bad. It is bad, man. I feel bad for, for Hackett, man. You know, Hackett, uh, I, I just think that, he gonna be the scapegoat. They're gonna end up firing him because you can't really you can't get rid of Russell Wilson because I mean you're giving him way too much money. You gave up the first round draft pick for him. So, you know, they're gonna try to make this thing work. You know, they're gonna they they have no choice but to double down on this. <laughs> I hope Winston takes the Saints money and bounce. Uh he won't get another fair shot in the NFL. That it's true. I, I really feel that way. You know, I really feel like he's not going to get a fair shake in the NFL. I, I just I just mentioned that the NFL is about parodies. It is about parodies, it's about narratives. And Jameis Winston has a narrative that he will never be able to shake because they are on him. They are on him. And he is one of those guys that have the lucky opportunity to be be the, the the punching line you know what i'm saying the punch line or the or the, the butt of the jokes like that's that's just who he is you know and he'll never be able to shake that if if Jameis winston goes out there and plays successful the narrative is going to be like well wait till next week and i can see somebody like baker mayfield he he's next on the agenda he's next on the list because he he's the guy that they're trying to do that to now you know first overall pick who didn't pan out team didn't want him you know, stuff like that, you know, they, that's, that's the narrative that they want to have. But I find it funny and very weird and, and odd that um, 
you have uh, Deshaun Washington struggling as well as Jacoby Brissett struggling out there in Cleveland and ain't nobody saying nothing. Ain't nobody finding justification for that. But hey, and I and I mentioned this before, you know, uh, it, it, it matters what team that you're on. It matters what team that you're on. But I don't think that Jameis Winston is going to be, you know, given a fair shake for the rest of his career. Justin Herbert is crazy talented. I remember his rookie year. He had the Saints on skates in the Superdome. Yeah, I remember that. I definitely remember that. OG, uh, I almost thought uh, that comment you deleted was genuine. Facts, TJ, as long as Roger Goodell is the NFL commissioner, the Saints will be treated like trash. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just amazing to me how some of these other teams, you know, violate. Don't seem like nothing really comes of it. But the Saints, they always get like some of the harshest penalties. So there's definitely something, you know, going on with that. It just seems like to me like it's always a witch hunt. And I think it has a lot to do with the whole bounty gate situation. You know, the fact that he had to go, I'm talking Roger Goodell, he had to solicit the help of former uh, NFL commissioner Paul Tagliabue in order to create damage, you know, create damage control uh, when he made a whole uh, spectacle out of the whole bounty situation. So I just think that there's some level of resentment towards the New Orleans Saints since then because it kind of made him look bad because you know, the Saints kind of put their little investigation together and it kind of counteracted what he did. And like I said, he had to go get Paul Tagliabue, a guy who was well-respected. And, uh, you know, it was almost like, man, uh, you know, son is in trouble, man. We got to go call daddy. And it made him look bad. So I just think that he kind of just holds that against the Saints all the time. I just feel like that's the reason for the fines. That's, I feel like that's the reason for some of the, from some of the harsh uh, penalties that can be game changers. I feel like, you know, that's the reason why, you know, a lot of the Saints games are, are looked at with a fine two cone versus other teams. They probably let play or let a flag go. It's just what it is, man. You know, it, 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 this is a long, I mean, this this has been going on for about a decade now. And I think it's going to forever be that way. And if, you know, <laughs> if Roger Goodell can find a way inconspicuously uh, to put a knife in the back of the Saints in the heart, and a dagger into the heart of Saints fans, I think he'd be willing to do it. I mean, if you put him on a polygraph test, I guarantee you, if you was to ask Roger Goodell, do you get pleasure at watching the Saints lose in some way? And he says, no, the lie detector test will determine that was a lie. Uh, TJ, I'm not knocking Philly for playing the schedule uh, they were given, but I don't believe in them as serious threats to beat the AFC teams uh, uh, should they make the Super Bowl. Look, man, I like Philadelphia, man. I'm not even going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I, I like I, I like that Jalen Hurts has proved me wrong. I said that he most likely wouldn't be a starter by the end of the, the season. Boy, was I wrong on that. And I'm going to continue to eat crow because if I'm man enough to say that, I'm going to be man enough to eat this crow. Philadelphia, I have absolutely no problem with. I think that we, just like everybody else, would love watching Philadelphia play because they fun to watch. The only reason why we don't look at them that way is because how they fleeced us and you know i look i, I ain't got no look it's a business at the end of the day and if you can get left if the same if the shoe was on the other foot and the saints did the same thing we we would be laughing and saying ha 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 so let's not you know let's not act like that you know i know what they say ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun but 
this business, you know, and it was a bad business decision with Mick and Loomis and, you know, Howie Roseman won, period. So that that's that's just the end of it. I ain't got no problem with Philly. I don't. I don't have a problem with them. I, I think they're a really good football team. I think they're talented. I think that they play for each other. I think that the coach embodies that city. I think that it's a, it's a good football team, and you got to give credit what credit is due. Now, do I look at them and say, well, they the – you know they can't be beat no not really you know like I, I think that when it comes down to it like everybody look we've seen this we've seen this all before like we, we've seen this before folks we've seen it with our own team we've seen a team that looked like they were just virtually unstoppable they put up a whole bunch of yards they they got offensive innovation they defense making plays and all of a sudden they get to the postseason don't do nothing so all is winning. Yes, it puts you in a position where you can get home field advantage. But at the end of the day, you got to play these games. And these teams buckle down in the postseason. So you think you're going to be running all free and throwing the ball down the field and people ain't going to be able to look at that? These dudes be dialed in, in the postseason. So I don't know what Philly is going to do in the postseason. But as of right now, I have to admit, they look like the best team in football, rather we like it or not. And once again, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of football. I'm a fan of football. I'm not going to sit up here and hate on the Philadelphia Eagles because the Saints, you know, allowed that to happen to them. Like, you can't knock them for that. Because once again, if the shoe was on the other foot, we'll be laughing and ho hollering at Philadelphia Eagles fans right now talking about run me my draft pick. I like watching Philly. I watched, I watched them play today. They, they systematically destroyed the New York Giants. New York Giants are a team that a lot of people looked at old, man. You know, they they turn in the corner. They made these boys look like they ain't belong in the same field with them. And that's what great teams do. And right now, this is a great team. I'm not, look, I'm sorry, folks. Like, I, I can't get I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit up here and hate on these guys because because Mickey Loomis made a bonehead decision. You know, so I, I they look pretty good to me. Uh, TJ, uh, did you ever set up a specific start time for pods? No, and I never will. <laughs> I never will, man, because the reality is I don't, I can't tell you a time that I can just do a podcast, you know, because my time kind of shifts, right? Right now, you know, I'm able to do it because my wife is home, you know, and she's able to kind of, you know, be with, uh, you know, Paxton, but, you know, of course, Paxton walk right back up in the room, you know, anytime it feels like it. So I, you know, I, I mean, I don't know, man. You know, I, I just try to be spontaneous. And then there's sometimes, man, I just don't be feeling it. Seriously. Like, I, I don't want to sit up here and do a disservice to anybody. That's that's my main thing. Like, I, I don't want to just sit up here and just phone it in. Like, I want to be inspired to do podcasts. I want to have the energy up. I want to be able to talk. I want you to all understand me. I want you all to feel like you had a good listening or a, a viewing experience in this case it's listening because i'm not on camera i mean all that kind of stuff plays you know plays a role so i know some people you know they got their their podcast set up at a certain time but that's just something i just can't do man i, I just can't do it uh <clears throat> but me as a fan of the saints i want to see james play for the saints da really hurt this man i want to see him play too and at this particular point you know why not you know why not let them play now some people I, I i i can't remember who said this it might have been it might have been uh i want to say it may have been Sean salisbury or it could have been 
or it could have been Nick Underhill, one or the other. But they said, you know, by putting Jameis Winston in and Andy Dalton, who hasn't really been playing relatively bad, it, like you're, you're basically be alienating Andy Dalton and ruining your chances of him possibly coming back to be that bridge quarterback for you to find like that rookie. Like let's just say, for example, if the Saints draft Hendon Hooker and, you know, they asked Andy Dalton to come back to kind of be that bridge guy until Hendon Hooker is ready and well enough to play. Well, you know, he'd probably be less interested because the Saints just went, you know, and told him to sit down, even though he played well. It wasn't his fault that Alave dropped the pass. It wasn't his fault that Landry dropped the pass. It wasn't his fault that Taysom Hill couldn't catch. You know, like, so it, it will kind of just make him, like, you know, frustrated. But at the end of the day, who cares? Right? It's not like, oh, you Joe Montana or something like that. Oh, Joe, man, we look, Joe, we love you. We know you're doing a good job here. But look, Andy Dalton is the most mediocre quarterback that you're going to find. Like, you can find an Andy Dalton at any store. You can find Andy Dalton on any team. You know, it, it's, 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 it's like he's bunny bread to me. Like, Andy Dalton is bunny bread. You can find bunny bread at every store, a corner store, a liquor store. I don't care if it's like, look, I don't care if you're going up in there getting some Belvedere, some Goose, some Hypnotic, I don't know, some Louis the Thirteen. Look, whatever. You're going to find some bunny bread on the shelf, right? That's where Andy Dalton is. You can find him anywhere. You can find a guy 16 to 19 for a buck 17 and a touchdown on anybody's team. So who can who cares if you, if you hurt his feelings or or makes him make him frustrated who cares you know at this particular time you need to see what you actually have do you have a guy that is serviceable in Jameis that you probably can use as a bridge guy if you don't want to assign him long term and he's younger than Andy Dalton by the way or you just want to just cut ties with him like let's see you know Andy Dalton like come on man Andy man please Nothing Andy Dalton will do for the next four games is going to make a, a owner or a GM look and be like, hmm, boy, you know what? What we need is Andy Dalton on this team. There's nothing he can do. You're a 34-year-old quarterback. Your best days are behind you. Your days of being a franchise quarterback are over. You might well go ahead and collect these checks, get this 14 one year, this 17 the next year, and collect your check so you can live out your life in prosperity in your golden years. But seriously, who cares if Andy Dalton gets upset about that? I don't. You know, like, dude, you you captain mediocre right now. Captain mediocre. That's what you is. You about to look. You are a C plus player. Period. A C plus player. That is what you are. And you think I care about what a C plus player think? I don't care about what no and and man, you might you might hurt Andy Dalton and. He might just be not be interested. Bye. Bye. Seriously. Like, oh, where are we going to find a guy who can throw 16 passes? You know, where are we going to find a guy that's going to be able to check it down to Elvin Kamara? Hopefully he can turn a, 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 a three-yard check down into 30 yards. Where are we going to find it? Man, miss me with that. You think I, man, who cares about Andy Dalton's feelings? Like, you play everybody that you can to try to get uh, as much as you can on tape to evaluate where you need to go. 
because I can tell you right now, wherever the Saints are going, Andy Dalton ain't going there with them. Okay, Andy Dalton ain't getting them there. As you can see, you ain't winning with Andy Dalton. You ain't gonna lose. Well, you'll lose with Andy Dalton, and you're gonna do more losing than winning. Period. Okay, dude is a choke artist. People say, like, I said he played decent. Yes, he did. But here's the reality, folks. Here's the reality. The bar is so freaking low at the quarterback position for the New Orleans Saints. Seriously. Seriously. If one of us was good enough to throw the ball on a rope, I'll be serious. Like, if we was to go up in there and, and be serviceable, I don't think anybody would care at this point. Put them in everybody would say that's that's how low that's that's how low the morale is at the quarterback position right now so i mean come on man give me a freaking break andy dalton feelings i, I can't remember who said that man but whoever it was it's like who cares okay like andy dalton ain't, ain't you you're not winning nothing with no andy dalton seriously dude is a choke artist he's a choke artist this, the way I feel about Andy Dalton is this. Okay, let's just say, for example, you're commuting from work to home and your commute is 45 minutes, right? And you do 44 minutes and 55 seconds of flawless driving. All of a sudden, you turn on your street and you hit a fire hydrant. Somebody please tell me, did all that driving that you did for those 44 minutes doesn't mean anything if your car is wrapped around a, a fire hydrant and water is shooting up everywhere. Seriously. Somebody tell me that. Somebody answer that question for me. Probably not. It, it means nothing. So you can go out there and you can throw the ball as much as you possibly can. You can complete 70% of your passes and you can throw a touchdown in the first quarter. But when it's time to will and deal, you can't be taking a sack. You can't hold on to the football to take a sack when you need to be throwing it in the zone to try to go up a 50-50 ball. You can't do these things. You can't throw consecutive pick sixes, okay? You, you just can't do it. You can't do it, man. <laughs> so you can find you can find Andy Dalton anywhere, folks. You want to hear something crazy? Uh, if the Saints run the table and win out and Tampa lose three out of four, the Saints make the playoffs yeah that's the crazy thing about it but will it happen probably not probably not somebody said i miss me some bunny bread ain't got no bunny bread where you at dalton is not a bad quarterback he actually has done well we need russell wilson for our quarterback all he needs is an offensive line to protect him and he will tear you apart hell no is andy dalton a bad quarterback no he is not is andy dalton a mediocre quarterback yes he is do the saints need russell wilson heck nah not for what i see and honestly who who go who go coach him who go coach like who go coach him and get the best uh, the, the best russell wilson out of there Definitely ain't nobody on this roster. I know you lying. Not the coaching staff I seen. I knew suck. <laughs> we do not need Russell Wilson. The Saints need 
the Saints need a young, hungry lion to lead this football team. They need somebody that this fan base can buy into, this organization can invest in, and they can win games. They can win games. And honestly, he comes in in the best position in the world. Because you know why? Because there's this old saying, it's tough to be the man after the man. But the man after the man after the man becomes the man. Because the man after the man stinks it up so badly that the man after the man after the man looks like a breath of fresh air. Hope I ain't lose you with that. But all I'm saying is they, they need somebody. I just think the Saints need to hit the reset button at the quarterback position. You know? Said TJ, what you smoking, man? I, I, I have to ask you the same thing. This, man, like... <laughs> I got to ask you the same thing because I, I don't want to believe that you came on a show with 206 people watching and thousands of people that are going to end up watching this at the end. And you're going to say that your, your, your take is going to be to justify, well, I won't say justifying Andy Dalton, saying Andy Dalton, a good quarterback, and want to replace him with Russell Wilson, a man who has been playing like slow. And I love Russell Wilson. I do. Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback in the league. I stand by it. But he is not it. And you want to so, so let me get this straight. You wanna you wanna replace mediocre bottom of the barrel quarterback play with mediocre bottom of the barrel quarterback play. I mean, goes back to what I was just saying. You can find a Andy Dalton on any street. But Russell Wilson, the Russell Wilson that you're looking at is the Russell Wilson that once was. And sometimes we we get so starstruck that a guy's name on the back of their jersey that we don't don't look at the fact that maybe this guy is a little bit washed case in point adrian peterson when he played for the saints like everybody was excited adrian peterson everybody know number 28 peterson on the back of the jersey but that was not the adrian peterson that was running folks over in minnesota and it wasn't the one that was out there you know playing in in the nfc championship games against the saints back in 2009 so sometimes we have a tendency of going by names and what that name is connected to and not looking at the actual person. I mean, look at Tom Brady right now. Tom Brady, yeah, he'll win you some comebacks, but is this the Tom Brady that we have known to, to hate over the years because he always in our face? Absolutely not. So he can, he can Russell Wilson can go where he want to go, you know? It, 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 unless Sean Payton is coming back, that's the only thing that's going to be able to save uh, Russell Wilson. Because I know you ain't trying to get no Pete Carmichael and no, and no Russell Wilson together right now. You know? I mean, why? So they can, so they can uh, you know, try to run it on third and one and then punt it on fourth and one when it, the one going. <laughs> okay, look, if the guy goes down the field and he's wide open, Throw it to him? No. What do you think? What are you, crazy? No, you check it down to Alvin Kamara and let him get five yards. But the guy down the field, Shahid, he's wide open. You don't want to take that risk. <laughs> what are you, crazy? <laughs> he's like, are you sure? Are you sure you <laughs> Okay, let's go over this again, Russell. Okay, so we're in a high formation, right? You're in the center. Yes. Okay, we got... We got Alvin Kamara behind you. Yeah. And we got Chris Olave on the left and Shahid on the right. 
Now we got we got Chris Olave running a deep post, right? And you got she she running a nine route of street, right? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Are you Shahid burns past the defender? What do you do to him? Throw it to him on a rope? No, no, you don't throw it to him on a rope. You check it down to Alvin, okay? Everything you do, check it down to Alvin. Well, what if Alvin covered? Give it to Alvin. <laughs> what if what if what if Shahid's open? Look, we can't risk you throwing the ball that far, okay? It might sail on you or it might go short. But you know what's not going to go short? A short pass to Alvin Kamara. Capiche? Capiche. All right, got it. Got it. All right. Fourth and one. Minute left. Down by three. No timeouts. What do we do? Go for it on fourth down. No. No, you don't go for it on fourth down. No. You put. But what if we're at the 30? We put. You're not even going to bring Will Lutz out there? We punt. That's what we do. All right. One more play. Okay. We, we got to save you now. We got to save you. First and 10. Ball on the 25-yard line. All right. You got Taysom Hill in the game playing quarterback. But you got Alvin Kavara on the flank. And you also got Rashid Jaheed. He could possibly run a jet sweep. What do you do? Um, get the jet sweep off the Shahid. No, throw it, throw it to Alvin. No, not this time. You're running up the middle. You're running up the middle. Run up the middle, right behind the, the center, and go. <laughs> you go for a quarterback sneak. But sir, it's first and ten. You only go get a yard. We don't care. It's second and nine. That's that's the same. That's the, that's what you want Russell Wilson to come to, huh? <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> it's third and what? Ball on the forty-five. What do we do? Run the football? No. We tell we tell Blake Gilligan get ready. We about to punt on fourth down. <laughs> Dude, you act like Jameis is such a good deep ball. Uh, uh, he's a good deep thrower. He takes more chances, and he has missed uh, so many deep throws. Who are we talking about? I guess we talked about it in the chat. I don't think I mentioned. I ain't mentioned Jameis Winston deep passes. Let me see. I remember when we loved to face Jameis, but now all you love Jameis for some reason. Yeah, it's because he plays for the Saints. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That, that's why we love him because he plays for the Saints, and we root for guys that are on our team. So, of course, the people are going to cheer for him. What do you want to say? Man, get this bum out of here. Man, would you sign a two-year deal? Man, get out of here. Okay. I mean, come on, man. I think you already know that. Of course, people are going to skip behind him. Why wouldn't they get behind him if he on the team? Come on, man. What, what, what are we doing? Come on. <laughs> Of course you're gonna chip for the dude. You gonna you gonna boo him? You ain't gonna want him to succeed on your team? Of course you do. When your car not starting and you can't get in touch with your mechanic, what do you do? Call my insurance company? No, you give it to Alvin. Yeah, exactly. Give it to Alvin. All things fail. Give it to Alvin. 
Uh, can the team stop running Kamara like keep our back between tackles? You know, I, look, the thing about it is Alvin can run in between the tackles see, really, really well. It's just the fact that you don't want to use them like that. But I don't know, man. It, I, I, <laughs> I guess they feel like they got Natron Means or uh, uh, Jerome Bettis on the team or something. You know, like I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I said running straight at a base defense. Okay. All right. Uh, going to have to address running back in all season two. I agree with that. Just don't get Melvin Gordon with his old fumbling tail. Uh, we only run out uh, injured running backs to the side. <laughs> even, even that. And how many throws did he miss in that Atlanta game? I don't know, but I know the Saints won. That's all I know. And he facilitated a four-quarter comeback, something that Andy Dalton has yet to do. I, am I mistaken? Did, did Andy Dalton facilitate a four-quarter comeback this season? No. Uh, let's see. I've been uh, saying the same thing. LOL, Kamari is a beast in space. They seem determined to make sure he gets no chance to show that. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. I ain't seen that since the, since the Vegas game. Dennis Allen couldn't beat a six-year-old in NCAA football 14. <laughs> That's the way it goes, TJ, for real. <laughs> man, these predictable plays, man. No predictable plays. Let's see. Answer the question. Was it a win or no? Court, look, Brandon, you man, Brandon, you trying to make sense out of the deal? Ain't no look, ain't nobody gonna ain't nobody gonna agree with what you said when you making sense. Now I gotta find a way to navigate and move my my <laughs> move my statement. You know I gotta move the goalposts here. All I'm saying is, man, how, like you you can hate on Jameis Winston all day, all night, all you want to. All I'm saying is this: Why not at this point? Why not? Why not play him? Why not play him? You ain't going nowhere, so why not play him? You, you ain't winning nothing, so why not play him? Having this conversation at this particular point, these are the type of conversations you have if the Saints was in playoff contention. And maybe this decision will probably, you know, make the situation even better or something. But they ain't going nowhere. You start Andy for the rest of the season, they ain't going nowhere. You start Jamie for the rest of the season, they ain't going nowhere. It's just that simple. They already shot themselves on the foot so many times they no longer have toes. You know, a matter of fact, they probably up to the ankle because they didn't shot their entire foot off. So I just don't, I, I don't get it. Like having these conversations, talk about Jameis and talking about how bad he is and talking, like who cares? Like at this particular point, like at this point, you're, you're, you're evaluating for next year. You, you put yourself in this position. So why are we having this conversation? Like none of these dudes, like none of these dudes are the answer. If you ask me, if you ask me, well, either one of these guys, be on this team as a starter next year would they be my answer would be no none of these guys are going to get you lead you anywhere it's it, it just that simple it's it just that simple like we we need to be looking and trying to figure out what's the next move at quarterback to salvage some of this talent that we have like can you imagine what a decent quarterback what chris alave stat line could look like can you imagine what Alvin Kamara's stat line can look like some of these other wide receivers would look like 
with a decent with a decent enough quarterback to utilize the talent and maximize it. So I, I don't know, man. Like going at these dudes and like, man, neither one of these dudes to me are gonna be on this team next year. So you might as well just go ahead and let these boys play, make it interesting, you know, make make the who that nation have something they can actually look at and evaluate. You know, like let, let's just do that. Like, man, I, ain't, I mean, I want it. Look, I'm not going to pretend to make it interesting. You know, I ain't going to pretend like a, a situation needs to happen or a situation uh, should have, I mean, going to be happening. Look, it's bad right now. It's bad. It's not good. It's bad. And, you know, I mean, ain't, ain't no sugarcoating. Like, ain't, ain't no sugarcoating. Like, some people want sugarcoating on other podcasts and other shows. Fine. If that's what you want to do. But, Man, you gotta keep it a buck, you know. Like having these conversations about Andy Dalton and Jameis is pointless at this time. TJ can Willie Green coach football. I wish, I wish Jameis Winston gonna go play for another team next year and blow up. Watch well, what I tell you. I don't know if he'll blow up, but I'm pretty sure he'll find success. Uh, if Michael Thomas can stay healthy, also saying, you know, I, I, I don't know. I hope I just hope the brother I just hope the brother um I just hope he can just go back. I don't, like at this particular point I don't even care if he plays for the Saints like I just want to see this man finish off his career on his turn if it don't work out the Saints feel like I'm going another direction let's just say for example you know they talk to him they say man you know Mike over the last couple of like two almost three years you know we really haven't really gotten a return on investment we just got to be honest with you you know we would like for you to take a pay cut uh, you know, so we can possibly, you know, try to move some things around so we can get some guys up in here to try to help out. If he says no, or oh, I ain't doing it, fine, go somewhere else, you know, light it up. We'll just be mad and get frustrated why you couldn't do this with us for the last two to three years, whatever. But all, all I'm saying is, man, I just want this team to be successful. I just want this team to be successful. I want to see this, I want to see this team maximize their full potential. They got talent. But I, I just question this coaching staff ability to bring it out these guys. When you have zero accountability for mistakes that you're making and people are just, you know, walking around like, oh, well, I'm rich, I'm paid, I'm made, I'm living in the shade and I'm going to Cancun when this season is over. When you got people thinking like that and they already, they, they got February, they, they got February on their mind in December, like something is wrong. And in, in, in the culture of this New Orleans Saints team, it can like i'm telling you right now like this year right here you probably got a couple guys up and down the on the leadership tip that's going to be able to to going to be able to weather this and and keep these young guys centered in the locker room and, and keep them focused right teach them about respect and credibility and stuff like that but we're talking about possibly letting guys like this go like like a cam jordan or the mario davis you know talking about they getting long in the two now you are a team that's coming off a losing season. And if you bring it back a, a coach that represents that losing season and you start off the season the way that you did this past year, guess what? That locker room that you tried so desperately to try to get rid of back in 2015 and 2016 is going to start lurking right back up again because we all know we, we, did, we see it at work. We see it around. When people feel like nobody has the answers, everybody got some. And then the next thing you know, it's just a bunch of loud noise and a bunch of suggestions and an overpowered suggestion box. 
and and people getting mad because they feel like their answers are better than the answers up top. So they better be careful with this. I, I'm, I'm just saying they, they better be careful about how they navigate. That's why I always say, you know, you better be careful about doubling down on this. Loomis will have to do a really good job in persuading Sean Payton to come back. I don't think so. I don't think he, I don't think he will have to do a really good job. I mean, look at this team. Like if this don't motivate you to want to come back to help. And the thing about it is, you know, I, I just, I just never understood this. I never understood the whole Sean Payton leaving thing. When, you know, like we ain't got no franchise quarterback. Sean Payton has tried to make a career out of making and proving people wrong. You know, like bringing in guys that people then gave up on. Oh, watch what I do with them. Watch what I make out of them. You know, like, I mean, he had Kevin White on his team. Kevin White been on his team for two years. He brought Kevin White and had him starting over some guys that been here like Traquan Smith and, and, and Callaway. So, you know, he always trying to prove people wrong. So, I don't understand. Like, you would think that he would embrace this moment. And, and this, you know, Coaches don't have an opportunity to coach as long on one team as he has. You have a basically have an opportunity to kind of just start over from scratch. Like, and and yes, is it with the same organization? But at the same time, like it's a new challenge. It is new challenges, is is new strategies, is new ways to try to, you know, reinvent the wheel almost. So I just never understood that. I don't think you have to do it in a different uniform. You have opportunity, whatever, whatever. If Sean Payton was to go to a team right now, yeah, they'll probably have a decent quarterback. But at the same time, they would be a struggling team. They would be a team that struggled. The most likely, you know, that team fires their coach, right? You're not firing your coach if you're a playoff contender or close to being a playoff contender. You're bad. That's why they fire you because you're bad. So I I, I don't know. I, I just think that what you're looking for, you can build once again but the question is like does he want to you know and honest, honestly he didn't he didn't and that's the that's the biggest issue i have with with peyton that you had an opportunity to really show your greatness and you didn't i mean he's still showing his greatness in his absence because he's showing like how important he was to this organization so with that like it's making him even hotter like for like people think, oh, is Sean Payton he's the hottest commodity on the street because he's a great play call. Yes, that is true, but he's even hotter for every loss that Dennis Allen has. He he's hotter for every bad decision Dennis Allen had. And then I feel like some of the biggest and most ridiculous, egregious losses, embarrassing losses came in prime time for the New Orleans Saints. If y'all think about it, think about this. The Minnesota Vikings game, right? The double doink in, in London, right? Uh, the game versus the Arizona Cardinals. Two pick sixes, back to back. Like, think about some of these primetime games. Like, getting like get embarrassed on, on national TV with Lamar Jackson. Like, making, making them boys look like they're some high schoolers out there. And then finally, Tom Brady with a four-quarter comeback in three minutes. So all these things, like, ain't nobody watching. Like, you, unless you're a Saints fan, you're not watching the Saints every week. But when the Saints are, like, in prime time and they're, like, the only game on TV, 
the Saints have lost in some of the most embarrassing ways. I'm talking 1994, babe. Like, it, it's been embarrassing. And people are looking at that. Owners are looking at that. Uh, talking heads are looking at that. And it's making Sean Payton's stock grow and it's making his star even brighter. So for all that, for all those people that's out here that are just like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Don't like, man, you ain't about to get this for Sean Payton. You ain't about to get that. Yes, you will. Yes, you can. Sean Payton is doing more, not doing anything at all than he would ever do doing anything as a coach this season. Seriously. Like, he, by him just sitting up there and the Saints are imploding in front of our very eyes is making Sean Payton look like the greatest coach of all time. So for people that say, man, you ain't about to get two first-round picks for him, are you crazy? Are you insane? Are you watching your team? Are you watching these boys implode in front of your eyes? Or do you still feel like the Saints, oh, they're one of the best teams in the league? Like, you still got that in the back of your mind. It's not about what you did last year. It's about what you're doing now. And what you're doing now is stinking it up. The Saints are not one of the most well-respected teams in the league this year. Nobody's checking for the Saints. Nobody's talking about the Saints. Because the Saints don't matter. And why don't they matter? It's because... but. Whether you want to admit it or not, Sean Payton is not their coach. And if Sean Payton was their coach, then the Saints would be in a better position. Everybody believes that. And every single loss that Dennis Allen gets and gains, it is going to make Sean Payton more and more appealing. Read a few more, then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, I think the Saints could stay with Dalton and maybe draft Hooker from Tennessee to eventually take over. Jameis is probably going to be a backup on another team. I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, I love the Saints, but I've officially packed up and dry cleaned all my Saints gear to next season. Well, man, nah, you know what I mean? Look, still support the team, you know, still support them. I mean, we can't just be grandstanders. You know, I understand that this is bad stuff right here, like, 98 97 bad but um still our team man and you know things ain't always gonna be easy as we already know but some of us probably never been in this position some of us uh this position has become too familiar and not in a good way but still support the team still man still you know man we still can evaluate and see you know like okay man who doing what i mean you still got bright spots like watching rashid shaheed play um you know watching like some of these other guys like Jawan Johnson play Roger Chris Olave play I mean it's still you know you're still interested in having an investment in those guys but you know like it's not always going to be easy man it's not always going to be easy things aren't always going to be successful and um you know still support the team a lot of the competition was better. What uh you serious? Uh man, look. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, see, uh Brandon in a perfect world, a Sean Payton Lamar Jackson duo would be fun to watch. I agree with that. I agree with that. Dalton is better than Winston. Winston once down on the scoreboard, so we'll look for the home run bowl. 
Look, that's not saying much at all. I'm I'm being serious. Like Andy Dal Andy Dalton is just boring. You know, Andy Dalton is boring. He's not interesting. He is just he is just he he bland. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he bland, and there's very little to no excitement. I mean, at least with like people love a gunslinger. I mean, that's just what it is. People love a gunslinger. People like fun football. Right, we we seen Patrick Mahomes roll to the right today. Well, some of y'all probably seen this man through a through a sky hook overhead to you know I want to say a McKinnon, if not, not McKinnon, a Hartman. You know what I'm saying? One of them dudes, and it turned into a forty yard touchdown. Like we like to see stuff like that. We like to see stuff like that. You know, but at the end of the day, everybody ain't gonna be that way. You know, Andy Dalton. You know, it's gonna be Andy Dalton. He's boring. But I, I mean, at the like saying that Andy Dalton is better than Jameis, what are you actually saying? What are you actually saying, man? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Uh I don't know exactly what that means. Jameis is so fun throwing picks left and right and taking sacks is so much fun. Um if that's the only thing that you want to take from the game, yeah, yeah. Like if that's what you want to do. But, I mean, for somebody to sit up here, you know, and tell me Jameis sucks and, Jameis, I mean, Jameis not good and then want to talk about, I, I, well, I don't know if we're the same person or not, but something about uh, Russell Wilson, I, I I don't know. Bottom line is Sean Payton, we all always had a chance. No uh, coach is perfect, but I don't think we're uh, going to get any better. You know? <laughs> if they continue to go down the way they were, then then they won't. Dalton is slow and steady, but ain't uh, running a turtle race. <laughs> Dalton has no turnover for three straight games. Yeah, and he also has what? How many touchdowns he has in those games there, buddy? How many touchdowns does he have in those three games? Somebody, please, somebody. <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on, I, I got let me let me pull up them stats. Let me pull up them stats, man. Because sometimes we can be saying something and not saying nothing at all. All right. So the last three games, let's see. Andy Dalton. Let me let me see. Okay. So in the last three games, well, not bad. Okay. Four touchdowns, no picks. Right. So four touchdowns, no interceptions. So he had three against Los Angeles zero against san francisco and one so come on man he not turning the ball over but they ain't scoring what are, what are we doing <laughs> what, what, what are we doing like man oh he i i don't know man it, it, it's like oh you know what i'm saying i'm i'm gonna let you pass the test because you're the only one that didn't cheat on the test i, I mean i i don't I mean, you didn't cheat, but you failed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I, I don't like what. What are we doing, man? What What are we doing, man? Like, bro, none of these dudes to me are the future of this franchise. What are we talking about? Like, I'm not sitting. I'm not trying to sit up here. Like, I feel bad about Badger and Andy Dalton, but dude is mediocre. I like how you leave out how the team let him down with the drops. Man, where you been? I already mentioned that. You know, it ain't my fault that you showed up late as hell to the show, man. 
You know, like, I've been mentioning this. I mentioned it like we've been doing it for about an hour and a half now. I've been mentioning it. So please stop. Don't come on in the middle of the show and tell me what I didn't say because you weren't here at the beginning of the show. When we hit the music and we hit the intro, you weren't here. So I've been I mentioned that already. I even said, dude, ain't been playing bad. Who said you call them trash? So how can you call them trash? Who calling them trash? I said he average. Dude, if you don't think that Andy Dalton is average, bruh, stop talking football. Like, seriously. Like, you make yourself looking bad right now. 100. Like, dude, don't talk to me. Like, don't talk to me about no good quarterback play. You up here trying to prop up Andy Dalton? Bruh. What are we talking about? Like, you up here, like, defending the most mediocre quarterback you can find on this side of the Mississippi. Oh, he better than Jameis. What are you actually saying? What are you actually saying is what I, is what I want to know. For all those people out here that are trying to justify Andy Dalton and prop him up, Andy Dalton is average. What are you talking about? Oh, Andy Dalton, you talking about Andy Dalton. But Andy Dalton is average. What are you talking about? Like, you up here trying to prop. We ain't propping up Mahomes. We ain't propping up. Man, we ain't propping up Jalen Hurts. We ain't propping up Josh Allen. We propping up Andy Dalton. The uh, captain average. C average. Mr. 70% himself. You trying to prop up Andy Dalton and trying to get on me because I don't want to justify or feel the way you do about a mediocre quarterback? I know the bar has been lowered because Drew Brees left, but I refuse. Like, for real, I, I will not wallow in the dump of mediocrity because Andy Dalton is your Lord and Savior of the New Orleans Saints. Andy Dalton is average. If you want to keep it a buck, Jameis Winston is average. So what are we actually talking about? What are we talking about? I don't care what the analytics say. They both average. They both average. They both average, and in about two or three years, neither one of these guys going to be on your football team. What are we talking about? What did Jameis do in Tampa? Who gives a damn? <laughs> seriously, who gives a damn? Who ain't, like, seriously. This is what, like, bruh, this is what I have a problem with. This, like, Jameis Winston has not played in Tampa for three seasons. Three. And y'all still talking about what he did in Tampa. What he did in Tampa. What he did in Tampa. Dude, don't play for Tampa no more. Okay, if that's the case, what Andy did in, in, in Cincinnati? What did he do? Oh, he went to the playoffs. Did they win? No. Last time I checked, Marvin Lewis made all the playoff appearances, didn't win a game. Didn't win a game. What are you talking about? You tell me what's more embarrassing. A team that won a division like four or five times as you as a franchise quarterback and you can't make the playoffs? I mean, can't win in the playoffs? 
But this is the man we propping up to be, be Joe Montana Jr. <laughs> for the Saints. Breeze Jr. <laughs> with the Saints. Man, what are we talking about? Man, we're hitting the hook at, huh? What a Kayla Williams, Heisman winning Kayla Williams talk at. We up here talking about Andy Dalton, future franchise quarterback of the Saints. What? Captain Mediocrity. Lord, his, his lordship himself, Lord Mediocrity. That's what we talking about here. Boy, 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 the bar is low in New Orleans. My goodness, what did they to do with Dallas? All my friends who are Dallas Cowboy fan were happy when he did get resigned. Winston has a captain, uh, has a captain on, uh, well, captain and in the bench. It tells you why Dalton is better. Don't tell you nothing. Don't really tell you nothing at all. Don't don't tell you nothing, especially like since they've been saying that he's he's been injured. So I don't know. That means uh, your head coach needs to be demoted. Andy Dalton makes Steve Urkel look like a thug. Remember, Andy Dalton is average. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, but we can win with him. How? When? When? When it ain't? Where the wins at? Where the wins at, bro? Like, look, can you win some games with them? Yes. Can you win the game with them? Heck no. No, you cannot. No, I, I, I feel very, very, very comfortable saying that. You can win games with Andy Dalton. I will agree to that. Will some of the passes that he threw in the game, did they look good? Yes. Did the wide receivers fail him? Yes, but are you winning anything that actually truly matters with Andy Dalton? In my opinion, no. I got how many how many playoff appearances Andy Dalton had? Like seven? How many playoff games did he win? None. That's all I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Like before we start propping up folk and saying he better than him, you know. Uh, Bro, let's let, 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 let's have this conversation. Andy Dalton, serviceable, but the dude is dude is dude ain't won nothing. Just like you can say, Jameis ain't win nothing, and they ain't win nothing. Andy Dalton is not consistent. I don't want to say he ain't can. I don't even want to say he ain't consistent. He is consistent. He, he he's consistently mediocre. You know, like he, he ain't about to sit up there and just knock your socks off. He just not gonna sit up there and just knock your socks off. He'll win, he'll win some games. He'll make a throw or two in the game. Like God, dog. You know what I'm saying? And he's spinning that thing. You know what I'm saying? He, he he's spinning that rock. You know what I'm saying? But, bruh, I'm talking about clutch i'm talking about winning when it matters i ain't talking about oh you know what i'm saying it's a 12 o'clock game versus the seattle seahawks with nothing on the line i'm talking about when it matters most i'm talking about when the chips are on the freaking table when the chips are on the freaking table andy dalton would have been a good backup to a better quarterback for us not a every game starter Mm.
if he had a better starter, would he be playing? So would you say what? So I'm trying to figure out what you said before I respond to this. So what you're saying is, okay, if it was Breeze, for example, right? If it, if it was Breeze, right? Let's say Breeze goes down. Okay, let's just say, let's just put this, let's just put this into context, all right? So Breeze goes out, he he messes up his thumb with Aaron Donald. You got five games. Andy Dalton got five games. He got five games to play. How many games he winning? Will he go five and oh like Teddy Bridgewater? Will he go five and oh like Teddy Bridgewater? I don't think so. Nah, I don't think so. I don't think that happened. I don't think it happened. But if you say, okay, and that kind of just, you know, and honestly, that's that's the that's the epitome of mediocrity, if you want to be honest with you. Because what you're saying is he's good, but, but I mean, he's decent. You know what I'm saying? It's basically what, I, what, what I've been saying the whole entire time. So if you got to put Andy Dalton into context, he ain't it. If if the Saints would had a starter and he came in and he played seven games, it, you're basically trying to make him work. So he is average. You know what I'm saying? If, if he is average. Okay. Say if we would have had Sean Payton this year, uh, we would have had a winning record, but I'm sure Andy Dalton would not still be starting. I definitely agree with you on that. I definitely believe that Andy Dalton would be starting. Sean Payton probably would have been rolling with Jameis. And I think the Saints probably would have been four or five games ahead of everybody else. I'll take Sean Payton back and bring Drew in as a quarterback coach or offensive coordinator for all I care. A lot of people men throwing around, uh, you know, Drew Brees, you know, as, as a coordinator. But I don't know. Would Drew be interested in doing something like that? I'll take Teddy Bridgewater over Andy Dalton. If Sean Payton was here uh, this year, we would have at least seven to eight wins right now. I agree. Division would have been better too if you ask me. Andy Dalton equals Rex Grossman. Nah, I, don't, I ain't gonna put him up there like that, boy. I ain't gonna do him like that. Nah, he, he, ain't, he ain't Rex Grossman. He better than Rex Grossman. I, I give him that. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna just completely poop on a man like that. I'm look. All I'm saying is he average. And Rex Grossman was below average. We stopped 49 and scored 16 points, and that same team probably making Tampa look sideways at Brady after today. Drew is not a coordinator. I think Drew can do anything he put his mind to. He a smart guy. Uh, of course, you know, I feel like, you know, if he come in, you make him a coordinator right away. You know, you kind of get him involved with the team, maybe like a circle around the offensive staff and then maybe appoint him, you know, next year or something like that. You know what I mean, 2024. Imagine us getting Sean Payton and Drew Brees as coaches next year. Come on, imagine that. Wouldn't be bad, you know, wouldn't be bad. A man's got a dream. Breeze uh, could have stepped in as head coach and done a better job than DA. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and says, yes, any other team, he's a backup with a good quarterback, but Saints didn't have a good quarterback. That is the point. Yeah, I mean, look, nobody, look, n- nobody's arguing with, I want to, you know what I'm saying, Nobody's arguing that 
any of these dudes are the answer, right? I'm I'm just saying, like, what are we actually saying? Like propping up Andy Dalton over Jameis Winston. Like, what are we doing? Uh, that's all that's all I'm asking. What like what are we really doing? We're not doing anything. Because they're basically the same guy at this particular point. You got you got two dudes that you you got two dudes if you take their qualities combined you have yourself a franchise quarterback you know that that's just what it is like if you take andy dalton's qualities and combine it with Jameis winston's abilities you got yourself a franchise quarterback there are certain things that andy dalton can do that Jameis can't and vice versa but you know what I'm saying? but at the end of the day when it all comes down to it mediocre you know, mediocre, mediocre quarterback play, mediocre quarterback play. That, that's just what it all comes down to. I, I just want the Saints. Honestly, I, I just want Jameis to be able to move on to a team that actually trusts him and believes in. And I want the New Orleans Saints to be able to, you know, figure this quarterback situation out. I don't want to be like the Dolphins, spending years trying to find a, they find a tour. I don't want to be like the Buffalo Bills finding years to find a Josh Allen. Like, I don't want to be like this, man. I want the Saints to figure this thing out. I want to figure, I want them to figure this thing out because, man, these teams in the South, they're young and they're going to get better. And the Saints going to find themselves behind the eight ball for real. Because what you're seeing right now when it comes to Carol from Carolina, that's the only beginning, man. You still got these dudes on their on record deals for another two to three years. So they can add talent around these dudes in order for them to be a Super Bowl contender. The Saints better figure this thing out. Because you think that it's bleak now. It's going to be even worse when all the teams get better and we be in a cellar again. It, it don't feel as bad because even though this team is trash this season, you know, you don't have to worry about no other team hitting you up talking about all oh, y'all suck because you, it's like you basically talk, you preach to the choir, my friend. But what happens when your team is in the cellar and other teams are thriving and your team not? I don't want it to get to this point. I don't. But thank y'all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. I ask that you hit the like button if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. Ask that you subscribe if you like the State of the Saints podcast. we got previous episodes available that are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Also, you can check me out on Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints Podcast, and also on Twitter. You can follow me at TJAYJones8. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?